In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. So we want to cherish our wives. I, I look at men and we're like an old rusted Stanley thermos, right? We're just, we hold coffee, we're beat up, we're scratched, and, you know, we're okay, we're utilitarian. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10. I'm Jim Ramos, and I'm here with our producer and co-host, Dale Culver. How you doing today, man? Doing great. It's a sunny day in Oregon. The leaves are blossoming and things are looking good. I just heard that we're not going to have daylight savings time anymore. Yeah. I I heard that might pass, which I'm like all for that. I could care less. Anyway, hey, we got a lot to cover today, man. So let's uh, get into this and let's start by your man word. What do you got for me? Word. That's my word is word. And let me explain. <laughs> You're shaking your head at me. Oh it's so important that your word is something you stand by. And uh, last night, you and I were sitting at a table with some guys talking about this. And yep. it's like, remember a day when your word meant something? And I think men, when you say something, you need to follow through with it. Your word is all you got. I heard somebody once say, character is sticking to your word even after situations changed since you gave your word yep it's sticking to your word so that's really good man i do appreciate that that's a lost art i think i don't know why people think they can say one thing and do another and it's just okay so that goes so deep into the soul of a man right so mm-hmm. hey i want to continue our series we're doing this great series that our heroes our men in the arena have basically come alongside of us we've asked them to reach out and ask us questions they have about life or faith or manhood and we've had some phenomenal phenomenal discussions some of them are a little controversial but we want to tackle these things and hit them head on because we want to equip you guys as the heroes in our story to love those that you're called to lead and to lead them well and so so hey we're going to jump right into this one and this one is from tiktok now i didn't even know we had tiktok but apparently my videos are now going onto tiktok and so uh this is uh uh in response to a video we put out there called honor women and myers briggs 3872 Ask this question, can you educate about where this act of chivalry came from? And in that video, I talked about it's our role to honor women, to open doors, to you know walk close to the curb, uh, not because they're weak, but to honor them. So he wanted to know, 
where do I get that? Well, really, Ephesians 5 is really my ultimate go-to. You know, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, it says, Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who though he did not he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. And so this is what we're talking about, having the same attitude that Jesus had. And Ephesians 5, 25 really, I think, speaks directly to men. It says, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Skipping down to verse 28, it says, so husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it, and I love this word, and cherishes it. So we want to cherish our wives. I, I look at men, and we're like an old rusted Stanley thermos, right? We're just, we hold coffee, we're beat up, we're we scratched, and you know we're okay, we're utilitarian. Women are like a beautiful uh, china cup of co- you know for coffee. Uh, it, it does the same thing, they're just... One is made for honor and one is more utilitarian. And so we want to honor our wives. And so that's where I really get that from. It's that we want to be Christ to our wives. Christ was the ultimate servant and he was also the ultimate man. So we should be as well. So anything you want to add? I was just thinking of the illustration we had when we did a podcast with somebody about having that truck given to us and you can never have another vehicle the rest of your life. How would you treat it? Yeah, and it just—it's a game changer when you think of it that way. Man, I would take care of that thing like none other. Baby, it, pamper it, you yep. know. Yep. And, yep. So, yep. That's our wife, man. We need—they deserve that honor, man. So the second question is uh, from Ben B. And this is on Instagram. He said, in response to physical health affecting spiritual health, he said, "Hey, brother." Do you have any scriptures you can share on this topic? And I think the biggest problem that we have, Dale, is that the New Testament was written when the society was Hellenistic in nature, which means they still were carrying Greek heritages or Greek thought processes from back Alexander the Great and all through. And they were also a Roman world. So it was a Roman Greco society. So in that society, the human spirit was broken into components. So you, when you said something like, say something like mind, body, and spirit, or body, soul, and strength, or heart, soul, and mind, a, a Greco-Roman thinker would actually break that into components, right? I've got these distinct components. So when in Luke chapter in Luke chapter 2, verse 52, we're talking about Jesus, the last verse of Jesus as a 12-year-old boy, before we see him come on the scene as a full-blown man, it says, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. So wisdom, he grew in wisdom and stature. So mentally, physically, and in favor with God, spiritually, and man, socially. So in these four areas. So the the Greco-Roman reader would have thought, okay, well, this is like, he had these four components. And we've carried that tradition on to our modern society, but that is not biblical thinking. Biblical thinking, Jewish thinking at the time was holistic. So to say these four components, they weren't distinct from each other. They all interacted and intertwined together. You can't separate them and put them into categories. Does that make sense? So Mm -hmm. the biblical thought process here was not about categorizing a, a human and the components of a human. Going back to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, with all your might. These words which I'm commanding you today shall be on your heart. So 
a superficial reading with a Greco-Roman mindset would say, oh, we need to grow. We need to love God in these three areas with all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my might. Jesus affirmed this in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37, where he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. He wasn't saying, make sure you love the Lord your God with all your heart. And then also love the Lord your God with all your strength and then with all your your mind. He didn't break it into these components. What Jesus was saying from a Christian mindset was love the Lord your God with everything you have. With that understanding, we have to believe that every aspect of our life affects the other one. If our mind is weakened, it affects the whole. If our if our body is weakened, it affects the whole. And I know, I mean, I know that's true for me. If my body's not doing well, like I'm not in good shape right now. I mean, I've all the traveling and all the eating. I mean, I am really working hard to get back into shape, and I am feeling that in my sleep patterns. I'm feeling that in my energy. You know, it's affecting my whole body, and so that's what we're talking about there. And then the last one I want to talk about. This comes from. B Maxwell five. So hit us up. We'll send you some swag. And this is from a reel that was about going to church. And he said this, he said, are there any tips on what you look for when looking for a new church? He's, he says, he continues. I'm, he's skeptical of all churches, but at the same time, he feels like he's homeless. So I have four things I look for Dale. And I don't, I mean, well, first of all, let me say this. I've never really looked at, I've only looked for churches once as an adult, because the church I'm in now, I've been there for eight years. And then when I was a young man, when I was a young man, I looked for a church that was a Christian church that had cute girls. <laughs> so it's definitely changed because I was single, right? But 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 now, if I were to tell a man anything he needs to look for, I would say these four things. And Dale, feel free to add something. I was, number one for me, top priority on my list is, it is, is it a Bible teaching church? Not a Bible preaching church, a Bible teaching church. I'm not interested in flashy uh, theatrics. I'm. I want somebody who's going to teach me the Bible, teach me something I don't know. Number two, I'm looking for worship that connects me to God. Some for some people that's hymns. For some people that's a cappella. For some people that's the old '90s choruses. Uh, for some, it's like this contemporary, you know, multi multi instrumental band, which I love personally, but worship that connects me to God. The third thing is I look for a church that's going to strategically try to reach men. Does this church have something in place to strategically disciple men? And the fourth thing I look for is I look for authentic believers. Now, let me say this. The church is the place you go to hang out with people who aren't like you. So the church I attend, there are a lot of people there that are not like me. I don't look for a church that has a bunch of Ramos clones. We're all in the same demographic. I look for a church with authentic Christian believers, and I'm in a great one. Most of them are country people, actually, and I'm a suburban guy. And I just absolutely love this church because the believers are, in some ways, they put me to shame. I'm like, man, in some ways, I'm like, man, I wish I was as authentic as these guys. And so I just love that about my church. So those are my four things. Dale, how about you? Honestly, I haven't really looked. I went to one church, got plugged in, got saved there, became a youth pastor there, moved to another city, went to a church got plugged in there, moved back to our town that we're in right now, and I just went to a church, and I got plugged in. So I didn't go around shopping. I just went. I had a friend that was going to a certain church, so I went there, checked it out, and said, I can get involved. They were preaching the word, I think, is the biggest thing. 
Bible teaching and just get plugged in. We, I could come up with a thousand excuses why I don't like a certain church or somebody was mean to me, they didn't hug me just right, whatever. Just get plugged in. I think the thing I would say that I hear the most from people is the church is filled with hypocrites. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm one of so them. is my job site. So <laughs> is the restaurant I was at the other day. Every place I go is hypocrites. I'm one of them. Uh, we need, I mean, honestly, that's a pretty immature statement. Yeah. And a guy says to me, man, they're hypocrites in the church. I'm like, well, bro, you you need to grow up spiritually and you need to grow up emotionally because that's reality. Right. I mean, but the when I say authentic believers, I'm talking about people who love Jesus, who acknowledges their acknowledge their faults and and who make things right when they wrong somebody. I mean, this is what we're talking about. We all have flaws, we all have stuff. We make people angry, but keeping short accounts and, and churches are broken and honestly, pastors are broken too. Yeah. And pastors do things uh, in their brokenness that sometimes hurt people. And we just need to say, "Hey man, I I love the local church. I believe that God is still using her yeah. even though she's flawed and is filled with flawed people." Man, Hurting people hurt people. Broken people break people. And we just need to understand that. And honestly, a man matures and comes to a point of maturity when he really gets over that. Yeah. Because we've you've been hurt by people. I've seen you be hurt. I've seen you get hurt by people. I've been hurt by people. You see me get hurt by people. And guess what, bro? We have hurt people. Yeah. We have done things that has hurt we've, people. I've been a volunteer. You 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 as well. Same yeah. thing. You've been a volunteer. I've been a volunteer. We've worked in the church. We've pastored in a church. And we've been on a church board. So it, all across the board, we've been there, done that. Just get yep. plugged in and go in with a good attitude. And you don't have it all figured out. Give the church a break. Yeah. And keep short accounts in the church. Yeah. So that's what I would have to say. Uh, those are some great questions. Uh, we've got, gosh, we have, I'm looking at 10 or 12 more we have to answer. So we might have four or five more episodes here. But guys, you are important to us. Look, again, you are the hero in this story. As you put Jesus on display, he wants you to be the hero in that family of yours. So Dale, why don't you drive us home, man? Yeah, guys, we want you to head on over to our website at meninthearena.org and grab your free electronic version of our newest book, Tell Them What Great Fathers Tell Their Sons and Daughters. While you're there, click on Join Our Program and get into one of our many virtual teams. Until next time, fill the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out and be a man. You've been listening to the Men in the Arena podcast. If you hunger to be your best version, then join thousands of men from around the world in our Men in the Arena forum on Facebook. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of biblical manhood. Make sure to explore our website at meninthearena.org, sign up for the weekly equipping blast, and take advantage of our many free resources designed to help you become your best version of a man. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. Remember, when a man gets it, Everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men's from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.